0: There are no people, there are no people in the future, no people at all, there are no people in the future, where did all my people go, there are no people in the future, let me try my people, come
1: everybody everybody how's it going how is it going welcome it is wednesday may 18th 2022 welcome to the wednesday show with cyril micheleko yes we are live streaming today so you can hop out in the chat as i see a couple people already have fantastic cyril of course is a progressive columnist for the bucks county courier times the intelligencer and the editor-in-chief of the kind of skyrocketing awesome the bucks county beacon This show joins, of course, Out to Coop Live, our Monday evening interview show and our Friday politics roundup, where we break down the good, the bad and the ugly in state and national politics. You can get all our shows by subscribing to our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You also should sign up for Cyril's newsletter on Substack. That's CyrilMicheleco.substack.com. You can also help support the show by becoming a patron for as little as five bucks a month. You go just head on over to Patreon.com/RCPress. Your support helps make today's show possible. Of course, you can also help us help us out right now by heading over to our YouTube channel if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like the stream for the show, and hit that notification bell so you know every time that we go live. A special shout out goes to Jonathan Mann, uh, who wrote our intro song. There are no people in the future. Check out all his great stuff on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter at @Songadayman. Song of Day Man. That's at Song of Day Man on Twitter twitter a couple show notes uh this week's uh, friday politics roundup is actually going to be thursday and that is going to be tomorrow at 11 a.m instead of friday at 11 a.m my daughter's got some school stuff that i could be there for so amy connect joins me tomorrow um to round up these past insane couple two weeks um take a look at the pa primaries and think about where we can go from there this coming Monday, uh, uh, May 23rd, I'm joined by Sarah Aniano. Uh, she is a researcher who is basically looking into social media misinformation and the rhetoric of the far right. Um, this work has garnered her as national, um, nationwide media attention um, for her amazing work on kind of uncovering and reporting on the right while a graduate student. And then, of course, on Monday, May 30th, uh, Kirsten Zolfel is going to be back on the show uh, to pull the moderate mask off Representative Brian Fitzpatrick's record. Yep, Kirsten is a PA Indivisible Legislative Chair and editor of the PA Member of Congress Tracking Report. Um, always a good show talking to Kirsten, and she'll be there on Monday, May 30th. Um, but look. On this week's show, Cyril and I are getting together, doing a little reflection, election reflection, if you will. Um, Taking a look at the PA primaries that just took place yesterday and uh, check in a little bit about what's happening over at the Bucks County Beacon. Welcome to the show, Cyril. Hey, good to be back, Kevin. Hey, man. So, uh, it's it's a big week. Uh, so, let's just kind of get right into it. One, um, I definitely want to take a look or get your take on what's going on, um, happened with the PA primaries yesterday. Um, what do you think this uh, uh, kind of, like, focuses on kind of moving forward? And then uh, kind of uh, before I let you go, we'll check in to see what's happening over at the Beacon. Um just been some great work going on there, too. So. Um, so let's jump right in. Um, so yesterday, PA primaries, we're starting to see the results. Some things are clear. Some races are still kind of, you know, a little close. They're waiting to call them yet. Um, so what are some of the things that you're paying attention to taking a looking at? Well, looking but, at.
0: <laughs> let's just, let, let, let's start with the governor's race, right?
1: Um, yeah, let's do it. So, you
0: know, I, I think how that played out was how it was expected. You know, obviously Josh Shapiro was, was going to be the nominee. He ran on the post. Um, and as far as Mastriano, Um, You know, I think people that doubted him underestimated uh, the GOP base that he commands. And I think that Democrats might be a little, I mean, this might be harsh, but might be a little delusional if they think that Josh Shapiro is going to run away with the governor's race. Right? We don't live in the same country we did 20 years ago. The Republican Party isn't the same party it was um, 20 years ago. Doug Mastriano is not an outlier of the Republican Party. He is the Republican Party, right? Especially in Pennsylvania. And he's part of Trump's Republican Party, which is why Trump endorsed him. Now, if we're looking at this through the Bucks County lens, you know, let's just say that central Bucks School District is a bellwether for the state at large, right? I don't think that would be a stretch. No, I think that's, yeah. Yeah, and and so, you know, I don't think, like, people, you know, look at, like, Doylestown, like, Buckingham Township, like, Warrington and Warwick, you know, as as some kind of, like, radical hotbed of, like, you know, Christian nationalism and extremism. But if you look what's happening in the school district, right, um, it suggests otherwise. Like, here we have a school district where sexual education is too controversial to teach in person to a classroom full of students, right? So instead of teaching them in person about human growth and development, now their uh, parents are being sent online modules um, for them to go over or for them to um, do what they're- with Choose, their, their so they
1: can choose. Yeah, choose to or not, right?
0: And then here in Central Buck School District, you have a draft library policy overhaul that the American Library Association, the Education Law Center, the Pennsylvania School Librarians Association are all opposed to, which they say is unconstitutional, amounts to censorship, and is heartbreaking. And it was modeled um, off of a Texas uh, policy as well. And then here in Central Bucks School District, which is supposed to be moderate, um, you know, you have three Republican candidates who essentially embraced an endorsement by the local 3% militia. You know, none of them rejected it. And then one of these candidates, all of them are on the school board, one who said while she was running at a school board meeting, right now as we speak, there are demonic adults recruiting, brainwashing, and participating in unconscionable behavior with children. And every one of you know it. That's quote word for word from her, and then here in Doylestown, right, we have, um, we have an insurrectionist, right, who was just elected to the GOP as a GOP committee woman for Doylestown Borough, someone who recorded herself in the Capitol while this rioting was going on, um, saying we were looking for Nancy to shoot her in the friggin' brain, but we didn't right. find her. So, you know, to think that the Democratic Party is going to run away with this and that the Republican Party, even in like, quote unquote, moderate suburban collar counties like Philadelphia, aren't going to turn out, they're making a huge mistake.
1: I, I agree 100 percent, 100 percent. And I think that, um, you know, this has made me nervous to see, uh, you know, uh, Josh Shapiro's campaign, right, basically coming out. Uh, And basically rerunning the same kind of, uh, you know, too smart by half campaign uh, with Mastriano, basically putting out all of Mastriano's talking points as if like the GOP base is going to be like, like floored by that where, you know, the GOP base is motivated by those things. So basically, you know, this whole idea that, okay, we're going to we're going to show how extreme this person is. And then people are going to realize and therefore they're going to vote Democrats, especially those on the fence Republicans. Right. I mean, that that's a, a playbook that has proven to not work. Right. And and to respond to what we're seeing, you know, you know, You got the, you know, we're we're heading into a full on assault on like women's like full citizenship in the United States. Right. And this kind of like racist, almost like overtly racist um, campaigning. Right. And we're seeing the overtaking of conspiracy theorists of you know, whether you know local school boards or, you know, committee members or, you know, potentially the governor's office in Pennsylvania. And I don't think just playing nice and kind of, you know, saying nice things or kind of pointing out the bad things the other person is doing is going to do it. It makes me very concerned that, um, you know, Shapiro, who for a while looked like he was going to be the. Uh, he was going to be a fighter uh, seems to be being infected by the same kind of democratic party consultant kind of nonsense um, that scares the crap out of me when thinking about, um, I think you're underestimating uh, the motivation behind, uh, you know, of voters behind Mastriano's campaign.
0: No, absolutely. And, And you hit the nail on the head with like the whole like playing nice thing, right? Like people need to recognize like this is a fight, right? And like, Polite, mild-mannered, patient people with a blind faith in reason and common sense never changed history, right? (laughs) You know, especially in this age of unreason that we're that we're living in now. Um, So you know, I think not only people need to be energized, like you know, within like the Democratic Party, but also like outside of the Democratic Party, um, with continuing to build like local movements and continuing to show up. You know, to the things that maybe might not be directly related to the election, but are like school board meetings, like protecting public libraries, like rallying for abortion rights and abortion justice. You know, election days are are important, but it's like the days in between (laughs) when you're voting, which are even more important.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I what, one of the thing about the the governor's race too, as well as looking at organizing and what we should be kind of like pushing back against overtly is like you know, look, yeah, Mastriano. Yes, Mastriano got just I mean, thirty nine percent. Maybe at the end of the day, we'll see more forty percent of the vote. So he's a cl- clearly won the Democrat or the Republican primary for uh, for governor. But let's let's remember the next person in line there, right? Um, one of the next people in line. It's almost tied. Lou Barletta. Right. Um, Is like, the you know, was at 19 percent there, which basically puts over that's over 50 percent of the Republicans who came out to vote. And Lou Barletta, let's remember, got his fame by being kind of an anti-immigrant racist when he was mayor, kind of (laughs) like up in northern Pennsylvania. Right. So that tells you again about where that base is at. And then we have to do the organizing on the ground all summer long.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, actually, you know, from what I'm saying, like between um, Mastriano and Barletta, it's like 64% of the vote. And like you said, like yep. Bar- Barletta is like a xenophobe and extremist, right? Like he, um, you know, he gave an interview with like, and this, this is something like CNN, re- CNN reported a few years back it reminded people of, um, is that he gave an interview with a fringe publication that promotes Holocaust denial, right? He appeared... Um, on a panel on an uh, a panel on immigration, immigration hosted by the Youth for Western Civilization. This was back, I think, in like two thousand eleven. Um, you know, a now shuttered group which like focused on the issues of Western history, identity, high culture, um, you know, and pride as well as opposition to multiculturalism, you know, quote unquote racial preference mass migration, right. And so, I mean, this was like the Proud Boys before the Proud Boys, right, right. With Western <laughs> chauvinism. Um, so, yeah, the Republican Party, the Pennsylvania Republican Party, it is the party of Doug Masturano. It is the party of Lou Barletta. It is the party of Barnett and the party of Oz and the party of Brian Fitzpatrick. And Brian Fitzpatrick is part of this radical
1: right-wing group. 100%. One hundred percent. So, well, good thing, at least when it comes to the race for the Senate, things were different, right? <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean I, you know, I'm excited about John Fetterman.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I did like Malcolm Kenyatta as well. And I, th- I think he has a, a great future ahead of him. And he gave a great quote to like meet the press. Um, You know, after it became clear that he wasn't going to win, he said, uh, I quote, "I'm, I'm going to be out there doing everything we can to make sure we preserve democracy and don't allow it to die on our watch, allowing any one of these Republicans to become PA senator will be the canary in coal mine for democracy dying on our watch. And he's absolutely right. And that goes across the board, across not just for the Senate race, but the governor's race, U.S. Rep and PA1, etc.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. And I think that, you know, the other the other thing that was, I think is really encouraging coming out of that uh, election, one, I, I agree with 100 percent with, with uh, what you said about Malcolm's quote. Um, his campaign has been great and he's been showing up across the state. And I said this on the show on Monday, too. You know, I, I, I look at it like this. I mean, you're talking. I think this round, uh, um, Malcolm Kenyatta was able to kind of start, you know, giving himself a kind of statewide and kind of national kind of presence. Um, and I think that I just hope that he's going to continue to come back and run because I think that um, he's got a huge future kind of going forward. And he's, he's like an amazing candidate. What, he, what he's done at the state house has been phenomenal. Um, I wish there had been no, more wind behind that guy's sails. But having said that, Fetterman like trounced connor lamb and connor lamb is that representative of the the dying breed hopefully of the kind of right-wing democrats and the corporate democrats um, that were trying to basically run from an old playbook you know basically saying uh, oh, you know uh, we just got to be moderated and we got to think carefully nope you got fetterman that came out and kind of uh ran an unabashedly kind of like you know people's campaign rough talking you no know, we're going to be progressive on certain issues and again we could talk about fetterman we will as we as we get closer um to the actual um to the fall elections but i mean the fact that he put connor lamb's campaign to rest i think is a really positive you know a positive indicator of where we're going uh, politically at least uh, at least when it comes in terms of democratic party politics here in the state
0: yeah, I mean, I, I think Fetterman's good at um, kind of, you know, fighting for progressive ideals, like, and communicating them in a way, you know, that shows people why they, sh- they should support them, you know, kind of right. like, sort of like Bernie and AOC and this, like, new crop of, like, progressive um, Democrats that we see coming up. Um, so, you know, I think this is, this is a race, right, and, and Fetterman's a candidate that I think can kind of like energize the base and move the party in the right direction.
1: Is 100%. 100%. And I was, yeah. And I was also, you know, going to say, like, if we do the same thing I was doing with, uh, with Republican candidates, if we actually look, we look at Malcolm Kenyatta's results and we look at Fetterman's results, you know, you're talking about almost 70%, right, of the Democratic Party electorate went with that, went with a progressive message, <laughs> right? And so that tells you about where the energy is in the Democratic Party, too, as well, I think. Yeah, it's something to be excited about. One hundred percent. So uh, any other kind of takeaways from uh, from the primaries? But I'm because I'm also dying to talk about what you got going on uh, over at the beacon because you just been kind of tearing stuff up over there.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, us being in Bucks County, you know, it's all about finally kind of dislodging the uh, and shutting down the Fitzpatrick machine. And I think finally we have a candidate, right? Ashley has um, yep. who is, who can do it, right? Who people can be excited about. And, and I'm also glad that this is kind of coinciding with like a change of leadership in the Democratic Party as well. I think that's something that was needed. Um, and we're waiting to see, to see who that is. But I'm confident that, you know, it's going to be someone that's going to move it in a, a different direction, breathe new life into a party that I think has been kind of stale for the last few years.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I think that you know, and for people listening to the show, also know that you know, I was a little at the beginning when Ashley Ehas was was running. Um, I was kind of non-committal on where a campaign was going, and in part because of the way it got set up, right? I mean, it seemed like it was going to be a replay of you know, okay, you got to see, D, you know, some kind of Democratic Party pick with you know, consultant pick. They're going to be flying in and here and run a campaign. However, uh, if that was their original plan, uh, they got more than they bargained for because she has been campaigning, like, phenomenally. She was at the kind of uh, the March in Protection of, say, Abortion Rights in Doylestown on uh, this past Sunday, and she gave a fiery speech um, and is kind of, you know, basically taking the gloves off and basically saying, Fitzpatrick, time's up. We're coming. I'm coming for your seat.
0: (laughs) No, I, she is the real deal, right? And like you yep. said, like she's been campaigning hard. She's showing up. She's showing solidarity with... From, with candidates from like the township level, you know, and across the board. And, and she's going to the events and she's kind of like making clear, like, this is what, you know, I stand for. This is what Bucks County stands for. And Bucks County stands for like a woman's right to, to choose, right? Not forced births. Right? We don't, you know, women cannot be second class citizens or like vessels to kind of keep this. Um, what, what was the quote
1: from the. Uh, Supreme Court. Uh, oh, the uh, the domestic supply of infants. Yes, exactly. I mean, <laughs> Jesus I'm laughing. That's, that, there's nothing to laugh about. It's absolutely horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. Sometimes you laugh when you're afraid, right? So it's like it's scary. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Nice. Uh hey, uh, just a little shout out to Amy and Chuck. Uh thanks for joining the show today, uh, once again. And uh Bunch, uh Will Bunchy uh, basically Chuck said a Bunch had a good take this morning on Fetterman, basically saying, look, uh the anti-elite, right, is kind of what seems to be pushing, which is kind of cool. But uh there you go. Um all right. So listen, I, I gotta we gotta kinda plug a few things here for the beacon. I know we got a hard out today, so uh kind of let's get into it. let me just say first, uh I don't know how you're doing it, Cyril, in such a short period of time uh, basically turning the beacon into what it promised to be. Um, you know, and again, I know that you're gonna, you'll always kind of give the, you know, the shout out and kind of recognize the work of the people who've been doing this kind of, uh, before you were even kind of part of the beacon, but to see the kind of coverage and see the kind of articles that you're bringing in, the kind of writers that are coming in, this brings me a tremendous amount of hope because what you guys are doing over there is pretty tremendous. So, uh, so take us into what you're seeing of some of the kind of key features that have come out this week or what you're working on going forward. Sure. I mean, at first, I,
0: I just want to give like a shout out to like all the contributing writers and uh, editors like Jenny Stevens, Frida... Um, You know, the people that are writing guest opinions for us, like uh, Barbara Simmons, Kelly DeJong telling her, telling everyone her abortion story, uh, Kirsten, Steve Sakai, Kadita Kenner at the New Pennsylvania Project writing for us, Molly Parson at Conservation Voters. Like the thing I wanted to do when I set out with this is make this kind of like a movement media outlet. And I think, you know, and I think thanks to these people and everyone else who, sorry if I forgot to mention you um you know I think we're making it happen and I think so and so you know what I'm I'm continuing to kind of like focus on is just you know highlighting what progressives are doing as well as shining a light on like the right-wing extremism in Bucks County um you know whether it's um you know through the school boards which you know we'll be covering with the new library policy there's a special meeting that was called for uh tomorrow night uh, for Central Bucks School District, um, talking about voting rights, race issues. Um, We have an op-ed coming out tomorrow from Barbara Simmons about how to be an ally for students in Bucks County. Um, There's also an event in New Hope um, tomorrow as well, um, about just about that as well, about how to organize, how to get the tools to kind of like fight back, to make sure like these, you know, these campaigns to ban books and to kind of erase LGBTQ students, um, not only from the library, but in a sense from their classrooms, if they're taking down LGBTQ flags, um, how to fight back against that and fight for them. Um, And, you know, moving forward, we're just going to continue to kind of be a megaphone for like progressive voices in Bucks County. Uh, we're gonna continue to cover the school board wars that we're seeing throughout Bucks County, which, you know, the whole nation's watching, really. Um, and to, and to um, you know, uncover the right-wing extremism so that people know just what it is that they're facing.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, going in as we're kind of going into the summer where all this organizing is going happening, the beacon, I know, is going to be absolutely part of that. Um, And then moving into the fall, I I have to also say that I I find it um, I'm thinking about this more and more. Um, It's very encouraging that we're going to have some super critical voices um, that are going to be critical of Brian Fitzpatrick in in a media environment, which is general, which generally treats him with kid gloves.
0: Yeah, and that's not going to happen with us. And that's something I've highlighted about, like, the Courier Times and the Intelligencer, who I write a column for, right? But they <laughs> continuously do treat him with kid gloves and, and perpetuate this like manufactured myth that his like campaign staff and like office staff um, has concocted about him being some kind of like moderate. When in fact, we know he's not. We know he, he's talking to Jim Worthington, actually, actually taking legislative advice from Worthington, who admitted that on a Facebook Live just a few nights ago. Right? We know he didn't vote for impeachment. We know he didn't speak out against proud boys rallying outside of his office. Right? So Brian Fitzpatrick
1: is no moderate. He's an extremist. 100 percent 100 as well cyril uh look uh you know uh, as always i wish we had hours to kind of dig into some of the details but man uh it is uh, it is always awesome to have you on the show um you got any final thoughts you want to kind of put out to folks before we uh kind of head into the end of the show <laughs> uh yeah just keep showing up to these school board meetings and keep organizing and making some noise 100%. Well, uh, Cyril, man, I appreciate so much uh, coming on today and uh, I'm so glad we were able to do this kind of live going out, um, having some folks join the show. Um, thanks for uh, Chuck and to Amy for showing up. Don't forget to show up tomorrow uh, right here again on our YouTube channel. We'll be streaming live once again and that's going to be a special Thursday edition of our Friday Politics Roundup. And Amy Connect will be once again uh, sitting in the chair next to me theoretically virtually <laughs> right, as my co-host as we are going to be breaking down uh, both the pa primaries and uh, the sheer insanity of the past couple of weeks um, as we look forward to a summer of organizing so anyways this is kevin mahoney um, editor and founder of raging chicken I want to remind you to head over to the Beacon.com. that's buckscountybeacon.com for the latest of everything that cyril is doing the bucks county beacon cyril uh have a great one man and uh, we'll be seeing you uh in the streets and in the pages of the beacon absolutely thanks kevin All right, you got it. This is Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. Uh, Thank you all for joining us today. And uh, look, we got a lot of work to do this summer. Uh, But, uh, you know, if anything, I got some encouragement here. Movements are happening. People are getting together. Let's do this one, everybody. See ya!